Hello, and welcome to Women in Strength. This is the podcast that goes far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Rasheen Hawley, and I'm going to be spending this time with you every single week, jumping into the real-life challenges, the real-life topics that we face as a coach, as a business owner, and as a woman running her own business in the fitness industry. I've been in the industry since 2013, where I started out as a sole trader in a commercial space, and now I own my own gym here in Melbourne called Barbell Babes Brigade. I absolutely love being in this industry, and I love educating and exploring the things that come up on a daily basis. I love to help other ladies really explore their capabilities as a business owner, as a coach, and seeing what they can do. Because the thing is, when we create businesses as women, we are unrivaled. We have a power that is so untouchable, and I really, really want to explore these topics that, quite frankly, can stop us in our tracks sometimes. So strap in, we've got lots of stuff to cover. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Women in Strength podcast. Now, I am just absolutely excited to get into this week's episode um, because this time of the year, it's super exciting for me. Now, the title of this one is called Taking Charge of Your Next Year in Business. And I hope that you're going to get some real, some real tangible take-homes that you can use in order to start reflecting on where you've been and more importantly, where you're actually freaking going in your business leading into the next financial year. So first and foremost, um, it is June the 25th, 2021 in Melbourne, Australia, as I record this episode. Um, and that means that June 30 is the end of our financial year. And I fucking love this time of the year. I like it literally feels like Christmas to me. So I run my business like all like a lot of businesses running through the financial year because that's how my metrics are sorted. That's how my um, my targets get delivered to me. That's how I pay my tax. So I choose to run my my business from June 30 to June 30 as opposed to every calendar year from January to December. That doesn't necessarily mean that I don't set goals for the next year when we tick over to January, um, but my business goals are very much around the June 30 to 30. And it's just such a fucking exciting time because all the goals that I set last year are now, you know, they've, they've actually already come to fruition, um, but we're getting to the end of the year so I can see all my hard work come together. And it's just fucking exciting. Like, you know, there's nothing better than achieving your goals, the ones that you set out and just being like, wow, I fucking crushed it this year. So this is why I love the financial year so much because it's showing me that all the hard work that I put in over the last 12 months and longer than that, it's it's paid off. Um, you know, the systems that I have in place for my business, the foundation pieces that I've spent many years creating, um, it just allows me to reach higher and higher in my business and my personal life. And this year has been no different. So that's why I love it so much. And <clears throat> on, a, on a side note, it never always was like this. Like the end of the financial year used to be a time, used to be a time where I genuinely just was like, fuck this now time to pay some more bills. But the more that I've changed, well, the, yeah, the more that I've leaned into my money mindset and the more that I've really molded my mindset around finances to be super abundant and one that I really, really nurture on a regular basis, um, it's changed it completely for me. So instead of waiting to the end of the financial year where I pay a bill, 
Um, now, because of how my business is set up, we're paying in advance and we're putting things away every single week so that when we get to the end of the year, which is now, it's this is not a time of paying bills, although we have got a few bills to pay. It's a time of reflection. It's a time to see everything that we've set up through the last 12 months, like how legit were we? Like how on top of it were we? And that's fucking exciting to me. I see it as like a bit of a test and like confirmation as to the systems that we have in place, have they been, have they actually been working for us? (coughs) So coming into the last kind of, it's been about the last two to four weeks, you know, we've been getting emails from the accountants, um, sending through preparations for end of financial year. And now you know, I just literally got an email before that was talking about the next payments that are coming for the next financial year. And it's just, it's just cool to me. Like, it, I think it sounds a little bit nerdy sometimes to some people that, you know, I get excited about the emails that I get my from my accountant of what money I need to pay for the next year. But to me, it's not, to me, that signifies so much more. It signifies opportunity. Like money for me is just a vehicle for opportunity. So I know that when I have my shit sorted, when my taxes are paid, when we've got allocations of money going towards separate accounts for GST, you know, tax bills, staff wages, whatever, when that is proactive and we're on top of it, it's allowing me to do more things in my business. When I know where my finances are at, when I know where the position of my business is at, I can go, okay, cool. I can make this next decision. All right, cool. I think I might be able to hire someone in the next three to six months. All right, cool. I have got X amount of money extra that I can invest into my staff. All right, cool. I can do X, Y, Z for my community and get you know this event really pumping and put some more money into a next event that we're coming. So it's like, Knowing my money and knowing my money position, it allows me to do more things for my staff, for my community. And when I can do more things and offer more resources, the opportunities just open up for everyone that's in my community as well. Um, When I think about finances and having my finger on the pulse, like, you know, I'm like everyone else in my business. I get a wage every single week. I take like I literally have drawings like every other person I don't necessarily chop and change so this money is not going to me personally it's going to the people in my business the you know the um it's going towards contribution of different things that's not to say that obviously I don't get money as well because it is my business and it's not that I'm on my ass living a frugal life but I treat myself like any other staff member I get a wage you know I put in the work and then when I do that I get the remuneration packages to come with that as well so I just I just love this time so how I like to tackle this time um, is I like to think about it as like a two prong approach. <clears throat> so what I'll be doing, I literally wrote out the questions that I'm going to be doing for myself. And I'm, on a side, I'm actually setting up, um, a whole week that I'm going to be taking in July to, I've never actually done a whole week before. I've definitely done a couple of days. I'm going to be setting aside a whole week for me to go and do the things that I'm going to be talking to you next and ask myself the questions lay out where I want to go, look at the actions I need to take. So I'm just so, so excited about it. And the idea actually, um, I don't know if anyone has watched, I can't remember what it's called, but it was a program. I'm pretty, it was, I'm pretty sure it was on Netflix and it was, um, Bill Gates and he does what's called a think week. And basically he goes away for a week to think and he takes a whole big bag of books 
and you know he takes a notepad and some pens and he thinks and explores and goes down rabbit holes for a week and I just when I I remember watching that and being like fuck that sounds like the best fucking holiday ever I can't wait to do something like that so I'm thinking about this week away from myself and I'm not going anywhere I'm literally going to be in my house or in my gym but I'm going to clear my calendar from certain things um, and have you know on my calendar unavailable on these times I'm going to have think week and my think week is going to be about the last 12 months and then where I'm wanting to go in regards to my vision So that's just what I'm going to do to go ahead and answer these questions I'm going to be giving to you guys now. So leading into the next financial year, I'm definitely approaching it from a two-prong approach. I always like to look back and then I like to look forward. So the first part is about looking at what happened over the last 12 months. Um, <coughs> so if you've got your, your notes, this is more, you know, might, might be wanting to take some notes around um, the stuff that's kind of coming and some questions that might be coming up. So when I think about the last 12 months, I'm thinking about it from what worked well and what didn't work well. So how this is happening for me is my PA Sly, he literally was just doing, he said that he had some, he would have some reports available for me early next week because um, I've got meetings set up and these reports are going to be around what happened and what went down. So the reports are going to involve things like retention rates, um, retention rates of our ladies, conversion rates of sales, um, attendance rates of our clients, and that'll be for the last quarter only. But because we have these reports every quarter, we can obviously collate them over the last year. So I'm basically going to have a look at my retention, my attendance of my community, my the ladies that actually come to the gym, um, our conversion rates of sales, how many leads are coming through, um, we're also going to be looking at data like the lifetime of a client, like how long the ladies stay in our facility. So what happened? I'm going to be looking at that data. And that's why I think it's so important to track all the stuff because, you know, I know we've been in our facility um, for over four years now. I know that the lifetime of our ladies is increasing year to year. So what that means is that the, the older we get as a gym and as a community, the longer people actually stay with us. And that's such a beautiful like confirmation of the service that we're providing to our ladies that they love what we do and they want to stay in our business. So um, if you, there's a couple of episodes back where I talk about what to actually track. Um, some of the metrics are in that episode. And this data allows you to then go, all right, truly be reflective on the last 12 months around what is being received. Because as a coach and business owner, we can go, yeah, yeah, it was a great year. You know, uh, my clients are, have been with me for three years, but that might be one or two clients. But on average, when you look at the lifetime of everyone, it might actually be skewed less because obviously it could be a mean. So I think data is really, really important because it takes the bullshit out of it, basically. So that's what I'll be doing is looking at the data points of those trackable measures as a qualitative base. And then I'll also be looking at some quantitative based questions that I'll be addressing. (coughs) Um, So what I mean by that? is I will not only be asking myself quantitative-based questions, but I'll also be asking my team those kind of questions and having meetings with them. So next week, I literally have meetings with performance review meetings. um, No, sorry, not performance review, monthly meetings um, with my management team and then my coaches individually. And then after that, I'll be having performance-related meetings. So when I have these quantitative-based monthly meetings and opportunities for us to explore, you know, we're having conversation. Like it's literally just conversation. It's going, where are you at? 
Um, how are you feeling? How do you feel like you're going? What's been working really well for you? What's been working not so well for you? Coupling it with the qualitative data, with those data metrics, and then you know, truly opening up where we take it from here. So I'll be doing that over the next coming weeks as well. And also for myself on a quantitative based approach, I'll be asking myself what went well and what didn't go well. Um, And those are literally the questions Now I get people, people will ask me, what kind of prompts should I use? What kind of questions should I be asking? The questions itself are fucking basic. Like the question of number one, what went well? Number two, what didn't go so well? Those are the questions, right? Coupled with number three, data metric points. And then from your data metric points of retention, attendance, lifetime of a client, blah, 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 you then extrapolate data from that. So if you then go back to what went well, it's the, the quality of your the quality of your questions are going to be determined by how fucking honest you can get with it. So I want you to employ radical fucking honesty here and just go like, this is not to like get guilty on myself or to really put myself in a shit spot mentally. It's to get as much information as you can so that you can then tackle the next year as best as best as you can. So what went well? I want you to really, really juice that question out. And if it takes you 10 minutes to only answer and you can't think of anything else, fucking loop back in. This should be a really, really juicy question with lots of stuff going on there. You know, for me, what went well, I fucking survived a pandemic and my business is still open. What went well, I had to have a staff change last year in a pandemic, which was really hard. What went well, um, two of my staff members had anniversaries, um, one year anniversaries. Um, You know, I also had staff members for five years and three years over the last 12 months, which is fucking huge. What also went well, the ladies in our community are tighter than ever. And these are the things that I will write down and then explore further and go like into a bit more detail. And then on the other question, question number two, it's going, what didn't work well? Um, You know, things that didn't work well is a fucking pandemic. But at the same point, you know, at the same time, sorry, we couldn't control that, obviously. Um, What didn't work well is that, you know, I didn't take enough time in the middle of that pandemic. I was very much into caring and and being the rock for a lot of people, which left me very, very tired Um, and, you know, really, really on my ass. What didn't work well is... I, in the same token of being the rock for a lot of people, I actually felt like I got taken the piss a little bit last year with some people and that didn't work so well for me. And I felt like I gave so much energy to some and, you know, I gave the oxygen mask to them before myself. So that didn't work well. Um, what also didn't work well, um, what else didn't work well? Gosh, you know, this is, as you can hear, I'm going to really explore that further. Those are the first things that come to my mind. So that's the second question that I'll be really, really exploring. Um, And just like I pulled up a blank after I pushed through the first few things that come, if I reach a blank, I will stop and then I'll loop back in with it, okay? And that's why I'm going to be doing it over a week. Um, I'm not just going to do it on one point in time and then call it a day. So that's the first prong is going, what happened? Um, Data metric points. All of those data points that we talked about and then extrapolate it. So what I mean by that is, you know, pull some color to the picture. You know, if your lifetime of your clients is increasing, well, then why is it increasing? What did you do really well that kept your clients in your business longer? If your leads are higher than ever, what did you do to generate more leads last year? What strategies fucking rocked it? If your sales conversion was higher, like why was it higher? How did you get 
um, connection with your with your consults going better than ever. Like that's what I mean when I say extrapolate extrapolate the information. So that's the first prong, is truly thinking about the last twelve months and going what fucking happened. Now, if you're in a space where you don't feel like you can be completely honest with yourself and you just want to get it done and it's just like a task to check off, then don't fucking do it. Because if you want this to work well, you have to bring fucking radical honesty. And then once you've done it one time, loop back and do it a minimum of two more times by asking those questions. Now, before we move on to the second prong, this is your fucking future. And if you're just pushing this shit under the rug and going, yeah, cool, what worked well, one, two, three, and then it's not fully like there, then you know what? You're not going to learn as much as you can and take that information for the next 12 months. Okay? So... Just just be really mindful about the, the mindset and the energy that you bring when you're doing this kind of shit. Now, the second prong approach is looking at what's next. And this is fucking exciting. <coughs> Sorry, I've still got a bit of a, <coughs> bit of a cough. Now, the next prong, what's next? Um, now, when we're thinking about what's next, this is obviously about like the goals that you're going to be setting for the next 12 months. Now, the way that I always do this is regardless of what goals I set, whether it's three, six, nine, 12, two years, whatever, I'm always, always thinking about the mission at hand and the purpose of why I'm building a business. So my businesses are built on purpose. Um, my mission on this planet is to help women build businesses, build strong businesses through you know, all of these different strategies that we talk about on this podcast. Uh, I'm literally on this planet to build strong women through business and barbells. So I still coach as well because I fucking love it. And I truly believe that the barbell can be the catalyst for change. And I want to continue to do that in my life. However, I also do fucking love building amazing businesses for women and helping them along that way. So I'm always bringing that up when I'm thinking about my next goals. And then when I think about what's going to come with my goals, it is always in line with my mission. If I set goals that are outside of my mission, then I'm putting a ladder up against a wall and potentially climbing the ladder and getting to the top and looking around and being like, what the fuck? Where am I? This is someone else's shit. And, you know, achieving some good stuff and not feeling the fruits of your labor. And if you ever achieve a goal and you get there and it's like, you know, you say to yourself, fuck, I thought it would feel better. That's a bit of a red flag that, hey, was that goal even for you or was it influenced by someone else? Because I can tell you this now, when your goals are set in line with your values, your mission, your purpose, your fucking like heartfelt shit, it feels amazing to get there when you actually achieve them. If you perpetually find that you reach goals and it doesn't feel fucking awesome, then I want you to think, hang on, have I got a ladder up against someone else's wall? So when I'm setting up what's next, I'm like tapping back into my mission, my value, my purpose. Because if I don't, then I could easily set goals left, right, and center, and they could just be wrong. And that's what I'm doing then is I'm looking at what's next and I'm then starting to set metrics in place around the bigger mission. And so for me, my mission on this planet is to do those things, is to build strong women in business and barbells. And so then I go, fuck, like, how do I want to do that this year? Um, and for me right now, I know that our facility is tapped out, our space is tapped out, the amount of ladies that we can train is tapped out. So I know that I'm going to have a new facility, a little bit bigger so that we can offer a bit more, uh, a few extra services and welcome some extra ladies in our, into our community. 
Um, and I also know that another big mission for me is like offering platforms for career. So it means that I'll be able to offer a job for another person. Um, I've recently hired an online coach in Canberra under my business and that's been awesome. Like that fulfills my mission as well. So not only does it allow new ladies to come into our community, but it allows me to expand to other female coaches who want to continue to stay in the fitness industry. So that's all in line with my mission and purpose. Um, some other stuff that I'm wanting to do is, you know, I'm very much wanting to move into some contribution this year um, in regards to helping teenagers get into strength training. I'm really feeling like drawn to that at this stage um, because I've just, you know, as I get older and as my my daughter gets older, I just remember the time like growing up and and then and going through that really hard patch, you know, body image and diet culture and all that kind of stuff. And it fucking terrifies me when I see some of the shit on Instagram. And, you know, I know that I'm going to do everything I can to not necessarily safeguard my child from it because she's going to see it, but like teach her to know that it doesn't have to be like that. And I definitely feel like it's my, my daughter's birthday, like on Sunday in two days time. And I'm just, I just have such a fucking like pull towards her right now. And I just feel so in love with that child. And as she's getting older, it's about me just doing what I can to set up the life like that, like setting up what I can in this world for her to continue to thrive. And whether that's, you know, putting, helping to influence the the messages that we're putting out around women and strength training, you know, helping to really, really fucking shit on diet culture because I don't want my daughter to be immersed in that kind of stuff as I was. It's not to say that it's going to go away because it's always going to be there. There's the fitness industry, right? Like the fitness industry pushes this down women's throats, but I'm going to do what I can in my little slice on this earth to, to continue to combat that for my daughter. And that's why I'm really starting to feel drawn towards contribution in the sense of younger, younger girls as they come through that time in their life. So I want to do stuff like that. And that all like leads into my mission, right? It's all into my purpose. Um, I also know that from a family position, like, you know, we're really starting to, me and my husband are really starting to talk about wealth and, and talk about like setting ourselves up for our life. You know, I know that I very much want to be available to do things with my daughter, um, offer, give her opportunities, you know, allow her to do sports and uh, I want to be there to watch her do these type of things. So that means that I'm setting up my foundation so that I can have some time to go and do that when she's got these things coming up that she wants to explore, right? And that's that's what it's all about is like firing up your mission, firing up your purpose, and then setting goals along the way. <coughs> now, just on a side note, I was talking to one of my mentors just before, and she's basically setting up some goals, and she's looking to make some changes in her career. And she's like, fuck, Ro, like I'm setting goals, but I, I think I want to open a facility, but like I just – I don't know what that's going to look like. And basically I said to her, look, you cannot like categorically know that right now where you stand with your current skill set, that you want to, you're going to be there in the next five years. You don't know if you're going to open a facility, right? But the whole point of goals is to set something in place and then start to move along towards it. Because when you're setting a goal, you can't set a goal now and have everything as you are right now on this point on earth, you do not have all the skill sets right now to go, 
I'm going to open a gym. You have to literally learn the skill sets along the way and they hopefully will bring you closer to that end goal or they might not. And, you know, when we're setting goals, it's sometimes like people set them and go, this is the be all and end all. But you set goals and they fucking change. And you have to be open and and willing to kind of like, what's the word? Like truly respect that your goals will change. Like when you set a goal, you get given a roadmap, right? When you go from point A to point B, the roadmap might change. You know, you might come up against a detour. There might be some shit on the road that you need to go down a a back end alley. Um, You might fucking run out of petrol and someone needs to come call you up. Like you never really know when you're going from point A to point B, what's actually going to come up, but you still know a rough idea of how long it's going to take and how to get there. But you just don't know what the true logistics are going to be like after like as you're actually leaving from your house right and when you're thinking about your goals and your career and your business it's the same fucking thing like you still set your goals and get somewhat of an idea about where you're going but fucking be open to the detours and the pit stops and the back end alleys along the way because when you take that back end alley or you have that detour you're going to learn something and when you learn something that's going to give you information that you didn't have 12 months ago it's going to give you something new to go all right cool I've got this I'm going to move on to the next pit stop and you've got to be open and, and willing to allow that kind of change as you go through okay and also when you're thinking about what's next another thing that I also want you to consider is that what's next what's next doesn't always have to be like bigger and better so for example the things that I was telling you that I'm drawn towards um, like there's definitely some stuff that's like bigger and better in terms of growth right but there's also some stuff that I actually want to stay stagnant and or and or stay the same. So what I mean by that is I don't want to grow my team massively over the next month, uh, next 12 months. I potentially want maybe one more coach in a kind of part-time capacity, but I don't want to have like a huge team because it's not in line with my purpose and, and my mission. I also know that I actually don't want to work more. I actually want to have a bit more downtime over the next 12 months, given that the last 12 months was an absolute shit show. Um, so I don't necessarily want to add more things to my plate as well. And that's actually been influencing where I'm going with my mentoring as well. So I've got three businesses currently and my mentoring business, the the stuff that I teach you guys on this podcast, I am very like happy with where that is at. And what I mean by that is the the people that I'm working with, the amount of people that I'm working with, it's fucking sick to me. Like I get a core amount of people that I can count on both hands and that to me is success. I don't want to be having 20, 30, 40 people in my mentoring space because it just doesn't gel with me. So over the next 12 months, like I'm not going for a huge increase in terms of revenue in my mentoring space. I'm fucking happy with where it's actually at. And that's what's next for me is to continue to do the good shit that I'm doing without actually adding more to the equation. So just when we, just because we say what's next, it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be bigger, faster, brighter, bolder. It might just be to stay the fucking same. And that is awesome as well. So the questions that are, well, not the questions, the, the thought pattern, the, the lens that I want to leave you with is this kind of two prong approach when you're thinking about the next year of taking charge is all the questions around what happened. What was the last 12 months like? What was the year like? What were your data points like? What went fucking well? What were, what didn't go so well? Okay. And really, really paint some, like paint a lot of color to that picture. 
And then the second part of this um, reflection piece is to go, what's fucking next? Where do I want to go? Where's my mission? What drives me to be like in this industry and drive me to continue to do the work that I do? And where are my goals in relation to that? Do I want to be doing more here? Do I want to be doing less here? Or do I want to just stay the fucking same? It does not always have to be more, better, faster, stronger, right? So that's what I want to leave you with as you're also preparing for the start of the financial year or whenever you're listening to this. Um, And just take some fucking time. Like, take some time to, like, write these questions down Go for an afternoon, take a day off, go and sit in the sunshine or a nice warm cafe with a coffee and just like, just be with it. Because to me, this shit here, this fucking episode here, these questions, this exploration has like been the cattle, like this has been the stuff. This is the stuff that has grown my business every fucking year. This is the stuff that has kept me in the fitness industry for almost a decade. This is the stuff that's like, allowed me to be in the space and feel truly fulfilled and like fucking energetic because I'm always tapping back into like what feels good and what is in line with my shit. Okay. So I hope that's really given you some stuff to think about and some stuff to actually take and, and spend some time exploring. Um, and if you do have any questions, if you want to share anything with me, you know that fuck, like jump onto www.womeninstrength.com.au, send me a message, jump jump into my DMs, womeninstrength underscore, and like just share some shit because this is like, this is the stuff I love. It truly makes me feel fucking alive. So I would love to hear from you. Um, But until then, have a great day, night, or whenever you're listening to this. Bye guys. Now, if this episode resonated with you, I wanted to jump in and let you know about Success Society. Now, this is actually a brand new way to work with me, and it's a fucking membership. So I am like really, really pumped to offer a membership in terms of offering because it's something that I've actually never done before and I haven't seen done before. And I've created this because I know that women in business need ongoing shit. So what it is, is that every single month, we are jumping into the real life problems, struggles, triumphs, all that kind of stuff that happens when you're running a business. So you might have done courses before, module-based work, um, but you know you feel that you need to have that bounce off. You need to have someone in your corner helping you through the day-to-day work. Now you're you're likely with your business in a position that you're doing you know well. You're probably someone that's already a go-getter. You are working with clients already, but you want something more and you want to have that collaboration with a mentor and with other women. And that's exactly what this is all about. So if you're wanting to know more about this particular membership, jump into my website. So www.womaninstrength.com.au. At the top, there is a tab and you click on it, it says Success Society. And the topics that are coming in the first month, we're talking about the following. So we're doing a lot of the stuff that I just talked about in this episode today, but we're also jumping into a lot of branding work, marketing work, niching work, and then setting ourselves up for the next 12 months. That's exactly why we start in July. So send through an inquiry and we'll have a chat from them. All right, guys.